You teach us to see all beings as divine, especially mothers. I live with my in-laws. <laughs> I think I know the rest of the question. <laughs> Nevertheless, for your, uh, what shall I say, entertainment? Or uh, <laughs> I'll read a portion of it. My mother-in-law is the most loving person on the planet, even more than my own mother. I'm just joking. So this is... <laughs> my mother-in-law is cruel and wicked. That sounds right, doesn't it? <laughs> that sounds more appropriate. Always complaining, judging, and harsh. It is difficult to feel love towards her due to her opinions and wickedness. Are wicked people, um, do they exist? If we, to, if we are to see ourselves in all beings, then am I also wicked or cruel? Wait till you become a mother-in-law, that's when you will know. <laughs> Is it even okay something to call people wicked? I think that was reserved for chocolate and desserts. It's wicked. I didn't know people could be called wicked too. You know, when something is delicious, oh, it's wicked. And, uh, but here's the thing. It's not easy. I, I once read this uh, thing, uh, this little story. This sadhu, this sannyasi, this monk was doing alms. And he knocked on the door of a house. A young lady came, in, came out and he said, Alms, will you please give something? She said, I don't have anything. Go away. And he said, okay. So he, this was a home from where he had earlier got <laughs> many a time. Some people are laughing. Maybe you know what I'm going to say. So they had got it. He had got it from that house, offerings, many a time in the past. He thought, mm, it's unusual, but okay, maybe they're having a bad day. What can we do? So he moved, and he, when he was walking, he saw the mother-in-law, the older lady of the home, and he said, look, she said, your bowl's empty today. He said, well, I knocked on your door, and a young lady came out, and she refused. She said, there's nothing I can give you. She said, really, from that home, somebody refused you alms? Can't be. That's what happened, the monk said. Come, come with me. Come back with me. She calls him back. Now he is following her, and she you know, rams open the door, goes in. Wait here a moment, she, she says. And then she opens the door again and says to the monk, we have nothing here. Get out of here. <laughs> and he said, I, what is happening here? I don't know. She said, nobody in this home can say no other than me. <laughs> How dare she refuse anything to you when I was here? It is my job. It is my role. It is my prerogative. And it is the greatest attachment. It is arguable, but it is, I think, quite perceptible and uh, quite realistic. The greatest attachment usually a mother has is to is she has for her children and now when when they get married and they come home and everything is different 
suddenly everybody's expecting perfection. Mother-in-law is expecting that my daughter-in-law should be perfect. The daughter-in-law is expecting the same from her husband, from her mother-in-law, and everybody else. But what they forget is it is something new for everybody. If you, at least from your side, don't say hurtful words. Now we are brought up in an environment where we are not taught patience. We are not taught, okay, give, if somebody's an elder, maybe just for a moment, you don't have to really show what all you know, just maybe you could be quiet at times, maybe at times you have to speak. And I'm not saying there's an absolute yes or no, some people can be vicious, I'm not denying that. At the same time, you can't control what the other person is doing, but you do control what you are doing. As long as you are doing the right thing, nature sees it. And when nature sees something, that's all that matters eventually. Really. You have to keep in mind how you are supposed to lead your life. What kind of conduct befits you? And just remember, you can never change anybody with arguments, with fight, with bickering and whining and, and complaining. The only way to change somebody is with love. There's a story I shared a long time back. Maybe all of you know this, but it's quite apt uh, in, under the current circumstances. This woman, a young lady, went to uh, a monk. Uh, a tantric he was. She said, uh, I'm quite uh, sick and tired of my mother-in-law. Is there anything you can do? What do you want done, he said. She said, if I may really speak my heart, I'd like her dead. <laughs> and uh, he said, okay. I'll have to make some special potion for this. Because if she dies suddenly, then everybody will, 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 will all the eyes will be at you, on you. They will think you did something. They, some post-mortem or autopsy and stuff will, will reveal the cause. So I am going to give a very slow kind of poison. What you have to do is make sure you put it in her food or drink twice a day. At least twice a day for six months she needs to have it. Her body will start to you know, cripple and so on. She will die for sure then. She said, I can do that. And she takes that thing and goes home. Her mother-in-law was sitting. She said, today I will cook the meal for you. She said, what's wrong with you? <laughs> she said, no, I'd like to cook the meal for you. And quietly she puts a pinch of that powder in that meal. Next morning she says, I'm going to make the breakfast for you. And the subsequent dinner. And the next breakfast. And the next dinner. And next breakfast. Suddenly the mother-in-law is thinking, all these years I, I thought wrong of her. She's so caring. She's so loving. 
maybe I need to do something different as well. I need to be a bit soft with her. And the mother, mother-in-law starts to change her own behavior as well towards her. She becomes more forgiving and, and more accepting and gives her more space and so on. A couple of months roll by and then this young lady goes running back to the tantra. She said, I made a terrible mistake. I was so blinded, so blindsided by what I thought was right, what I wanted, that how could I think of killing this angel in my life? That I made the gravest mistake. There is, I know there is no redemption from this, but please, can you do something so she doesn't die? I would like her to live for as long as I live, and I really like to see her all the time around me. So I'm going to stop that. Is there anything else you could do that would counter the effects of this medication, uh, this poison? He said, uh, no, that was the whole point. The poison, he said, was in your heart. The poison was in your mind. And the poison was in her mind. With your love, you washed away her poison. And with her love, yours is washed away. And love is the only detergent that's going to work there. And I once, you know, heard this little thing, this man went to the vet and said, here's my dog, can you please snip its tail? And the dog said, no, I'm not doing that. He is totally all right. There has to be a plausible reason. Do you know how painful it is for the pet to just cut its tail? Why do you want to cut its tail? This dog's like six years old. I mean, you've lived with its tail for six years. Suddenly you want it chopped. He said, look, you don't understand. Against all odds, against all my wishes, my mother-in-law is coming home to visit us. And I don't want her to see any sign of welcome from anybody. (laughs) I cannot bear the thought my dog will be wagging its tail in front of my mother-in-law. So can you please snip the tail? Of course, the vet said no. If you are already going to have so much in your heart, there is no way that you will either show love to the other person or experience their love in return. In the olden days, you know, in the name of uh, horoscope matching, what really would, was actually taking place is matching of the families. And Communities were regional. People wouldn't even get married into a village, the next village. Usually they would all be where they are, certainly not the next town. They won't send their daughters or sons very far off. Because that understanding, I just want to tell you something very profound. Nobody is bad in this world. In the worst case, people are only a misfit. When somebody comes into a new family, it's not that that person is bad or the mother-in-law is bad. They're just not gelling with each other. There is a misfit. 
that misfit could be there on account of different cultural background, different religious background, different educational background, different family backgrounds, or just different way of thinking. So first, you have to give space to the other person. And then you can think about escape. First space, then escape. There is no escape without space first. And this woman was, this is a true little thing, was telling her daughter who was, you know, dating and was looking for a right match. And she said, my daughter, please, I'm telling you, based on my years of wisdom, when you marry somebody, make sure you have the same taste as that person, tastes as that person. Ideally, you should like the same kind of sports, you should like the same kind of movies, similar kind of music, similar kind of cuisine, and so on. She said, Mom, it doesn't sound right. I mean, science says opposites attract each other. The more opposite that person is going to be, the more we will be like a house on fire. And she said, Joanne, being a man and woman is opposite enough, all right? <laughs> As it is, it is plenty opposite. Don't seek more opposites when you look for a suitable match. So when people come together, first of all, it is not natural that intelligent people living under one roof, it's not, it's not reasonable because everybody has their set way of thinking. But still, if you want to make it happen, the only way to make it happen is give people their space. And remember, you are responsible for your own happiness. You are responsible for your own feeling. This girl got married, she went into a new home, she got the whole family together, she said, look, I understand I am the new one here. If there is anybody who has to change, it is me. If there is any change in lifestyle that is there for anybody, it is for me. Please, none of you have to, have to make any changes for me. All of you, those who were washing dishes earlier, please, <laughs> please continue to do that. Those who used to clean the home, please keep doing that. If you were doing whatever you were doing, keep doing it. Don't change anything for me. But what happens is the exact reverse, have you noticed? Unfortunately, when people get married, the expectation from a daughter-in-law is now we have somebody who will take care of everything. When a daughter goes to a mother's home, she says, oh, I'm going to take a break and relax. But when a daughter-in-law goes to a mother, an in-law's home, she's expected to show her excellence in culinary skills and show all the other dumb stuff in this day and age. How unreasonable is that? So anyway, this was a long uh, answer, um, none of which is based on first-hand experience, as you can imagine. <laughs> So please take it easy, fill yourself with love. <laughs>